I can complain. I've done all the complaining I could. Nothing. Well, not complaining. I did all the talking I could. And it's like, uh, to no avail. That new, C that new CEO probably isn't out to get me, but it's just like one of those things like, hmm. Funny that all this stuff started happening after she showed up, but I didn't know she existed until this month. Well, right. wait, no, last month. Because the old CEO left, and I CEOs have been coming in and out of that uh, that out of that position for for a while. There's this one guy who I actually kind of liked, but he had all these plans, and it just only I think a month in he quit, and it, I think it was actually during when COVID was getting really was getting really bad when he showed up. And he had all these plans ready for the, for you know to go, but I knew he was gonna leave because like this company I don't think wants to get bigger, because he had all these plans that seemed to was gonna bring them in money and I guess make them bigger. But I was sitting, I didn't say this to this guy, but in my mind I was like, I hope you can make what you want to do because this sounds freaking cool. Giving us shares so when we retire we get like a huge chunk of money, <laughs> like that was awesome from the way he was talking. Like he actually had some serious good plans. Yeah, he sounded very employee centric, and then he left. And I was like, mm. "Well, that there goes that." I think he was the last guy I actually heard, last CEO that I actually heard in that company. And then it was quiet for a while. And then I hear about this lady. I'm like, I saw her name in a couple of emails, but I never knew who she was. Yeah, it sounds like a really good. Ass you can always tell a good CEO when nobody has any idea what they're doing, and they're supposed to be the leader of the company. I'm down here. Like, they're up in Baltimore. I live in Clinton. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, CEOs can do newsletters, internal newsletters and stuff like that and keep in touch with people, but if your CEO has no idea... Oh, well, she knows what she's doing. She's looking at the, she's looking at the numbers and apparently me being a full-time employee was having the company lose money. Mm -hmm. So, I... I don't. I don't know. It's like when that happens. Like when you hear that, when you hear that's like you're losing money. I was like, mm. Mm -hmm. okay, whatever. If you, even if you do bring me on a full time, I still don't trust you because like, if, if, they, if you can flip a switch that easy, then why should I trust you? At this point, so I was like, you know, I'm hanging out with him for the time being. I'm pretty sure some people know something's up. <laughs> He's like, yeah, 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 you're gonna. Not that I'm a, not that I'm a crucial employee, but you've uh, I'm the last of the old people that you hired. Uh, the other the other three left. One left because of some internal dispute. Another one just suddenly stopped responding to work emails, and she was just like, I guess, let go. Mm -hmm. The third one, I had nothing happen. She she like there's two people at the time who, who had the same first name, and I guess the I don't know what happened there. She called me asking what was going on. I was like, I, I don't know. Like maybe she got they got you confused with somebody else. Yeah. I don't think she cared that much anyway because she was she had another job that was paying her way more. She was just trying to be nice and, and helping them out at night. That's the worst part. They really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she cares either because I haven't heard from her in a while. She also been trying to help me I guess get a job someplace else too, but I haven't heard from her in a while. So I was like, mm. you know. She's a nice lady. I mean, I don't have any ill intent. I don't. I don't really have any ill intent towards this company. It's just that. Sounds what? like a veritable saint among men. Just an incredible person. You know. Well, I mean, the person that's trying to help me right now, him who I'm in constant contact with right now, he's a saint. But I mean, like, she's not bad either. She, you know, 
She's got her own thing. She got her. She got two children trying to go to college. Like, I don't have any of that. So I was like, yeah, yeah, you probably are more involved in that than than trying to help me too much. So every now and then I hear from her, and she's like been looking. And I was like, yeah, I suggest. I I I guess she's still looking. It's just that she doesn't have anything to show me or tell me to do. Because mm-hmm. like I can't fault her for that. This company though, I can fault them for everything. <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. I remember the uh, there's a guy named Jess James. I, I know it's a weird name, but it's true. Um, do you know Apache, the computer programming language Apache? Um, yes and no. I feel like I should know of this. I might have. I just don't remember. It's uh, it's what inter- it's what uh, a lot of servers, Microsoft-based servers, are written on. Like if you have WordPress, it's on an Apache server. Um. Anyway, the uh. The invent the creator of Apache. I want to say inventor, but it's more like creator. The creator of Apache did a speaking keynote speaker at a conference I went to, and he was talking about compassion. Like his whole his whole thing was about compassion, and uh, when you're designing things for people, like design, because it was user experience was the focus of the conference, and uh, he was talking about companies, and he said. He was talking about how they have that lawsuit now where they um, the companies are suing to be treated as if they're people. Have you heard about this? No, this is the first I've heard of this. Well, it's it's a big thing like that was going on for a while. It's pretty accepted now, but companies count as people now. Like they, um, for legal purposes, they're people. Like they have rights like a person does in a lot of ways in terms of like freedom of speech and things like that. And uh, he was talking about it, and he goes, so recently, like, you know, they companies got the suit for the right to be treated like people. And he goes, but companies aren't people. He goes, they're monsters made of people. And that always stuck with me, like, the idea that companies were monsters made of people, because it sounds like a monster movie, you know, like Frankenstein or something like that. But it is true, like, companies are very much like monsters made out of people. You know, they're, they fight for their own survival um, at the expense of human beings. You know what I mean? They're made out of people, but they don't... The company itself doesn't care about the individual people that it's part of as long as the company as a whole survives. You know, and it can take those people and mix and match them as it sees fit or get rid of them. You know what I mean? To So it's really more like a monster made out of people than a person, you know? I don't think all companies are like that. I just, just like feel that apparently, honestly, I mean, yeah, you can pick and choose with each, each company and like they have their own things. Like I'm not sitting there defending anything from a company trying to get, you know, save themselves by ruining a person or whatever, or not, or not ruining them, just like, you know, affecting them and uh, their, in their livelihood. One thing the companies are not is considerate, you know? Very, very few. I mean, it's possible to have a company that's considerate, but I think the bigger they get, the more they incline towards not being a very considerate organization. So, but the idea, I mean, and, and monsters don't necessarily have to be evil. You know what I mean? Like Godzilla is not necessarily evil. The Hulk isn't necessarily evil, but they're both probably something you could consider a monster, you know? But I just like the idea that, you know, or like in Piccolo was watching um, Goku and Frieza fight, and he said they're monsters, one good, one evil, you know? No, I, I get all that. I just, like, I, I guess, you know, I'm not trying to demonize too many things at the same time. They have their reasons. 
Not, and I'm not sitting here saying that I agree with any of it. I'm just saying that, you know, I've already tried as much as I could to, I think I've talked to myself blue in the face to no avail. I mean, the human resources guy seems to understand. I'm air quoting here, by the way, but, uh, seems to understand. He says that he, you know, most people see, you know, human resources at, at our companies not caring about people, but he sees himself as a, as a resource. It seems like he wants to help, you know, I, I he asked for my resume, so I gave it to him. But I haven't heard. The job of the human resources person is to see. Yeah, I I know. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm fully aware of what was ha- what was happening there. He was trying to smooth things over because he knows I'm upset. I get that. But like, you don't you you don't ask somebody for the resume if you're not at least gonna look. Not 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 successfully find anything, but at least look. I never had it. I never had a human resources like do that. The one before him threatened to fire me when I couldn't make a. And that was when I worked at Target in this job. Literally threatened to fire me because I couldn't make. I couldn't come in one of those days. Which, funnily enough, all the way up to that point, I was coming in every day that they asked me to. Mm-hmm. No complaints. When one day I said I couldn't do something, they threatened to fire me. That was excessive, in my opinion. It seems ridiculous to me that I I, I was a good employee as far as I knew, mm-hmm. and nobody told me that I was doing anything wrong. You know, if there was something wrong going on, that you at least should let me know so I can try to fix it. But whatever. I mean, and that was the only person in that entire Target company corporation I was working with that actually gave me that kind of attitude. Like the other people around me, even the even my uh, even like the head honcho of the of the you know of the, um of what the section of the store I worked for, he was actually he was fairly understanding and fairly considerate. You know, he 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 joked around, and he, but he you know he made sure work got done stuff like that. You know, he never he never did anything without asking you first. <laughs> Yeah. So you know, I, I I respected him. I guess it's for what it comes to like you, you earning respect. Also, I need to figure out. Like, I guess before I actually we, could, we start with this podcast, I got to figure out somehow. I don't know how this is happening, but somehow I guess anytime I I say something negative about the company, apparently it's getting up to them. But I I I know it's speaking to myself sometimes when I'm saying when I'm complaining. So it's kind of weird because like, you know, I'm getting it's getting it's, it's getting really weird that I'm hearing all these negative things about this company, this or that. I'm like, I've never I really stated anything negative in the past year towards anybody I worked with that would have somehow gotten to the company. One or two things I may have said to somebody, but hmm? is it coming up online? No, I'm not typing anything out loud online at all. I don't know how they like they shouldn't be able to connect anything I've done online to me. Cause I go out of my way to make sure my name isn't exactly something that you can be searched and everything will come up. Cause I don't put my name in any of these other things uh, that you can type on Google and search it up. That's weird and potentially kind of an invasion of privacy. I don't know. I mean, I've said some things to some people, and that's probably how it's gotten up there. But sooner or later, every single thing would get to them, though. You know, if you're like mostly keeping your mouth shut. It's probably half and half, but it's like I'm not saying anything to anybody that, like, I said like I don't know. Like, I said some things about like you know like uh, 
this company don't care or whatever like that. And I don't know how that's gotten up to them because granted, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm one of the only two employees, maybe three that even live down here. The other people actually live in near Baltimore, which the company is based. So maybe, maybe they're just saying, maybe they're saying stuff, uh, you know, offhand and it's, you know, they're taking it seriously. Cause I've said some things that I don't mean to be necessarily take it seriously. Um, I'm just kind of venting. So it's like, you know, it's like, that shouldn't be too much of a concern. They don't seem that concerned because if that was the case, they would have fired me at this point for it. But, I mean, now I'm just like, I think he said that to me recently. I was like, okay, I'm probably just going to, you know, if I'm going to vent, I'm going to vent to myself. Make sure that nobody's around me. <laughs> make sure there's no microphones anywhere nearby and I can just do it. <laughs> I've been fair. Let's say I've been trying to, you know, calm myself and just go with the flow. I'll eventually be rid of this company at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, not rid, you know, moved on from this company at some point. I know it's going to move on from it anyway, but it just seemed kind of sudden. That it looks like that moving on is happening a lot faster than I thought I would have had to. I was yeah. hoping for five years, not three. But oh well. And I guess with that and all that being, uh, all that dirty luggage being uh, hauled out on the internet, welcome to the the next episode of the And Before All podcast. Uh, Hi, guys. That is my co-host, Jock. We are here to talk about episodes 29 to 30. Um, I guess we're going to talk, we're going to move on to it right now, actually. 29 and 30. Are you deaf? What? Apparently he's deaf now. Um, okay, let me just go to the RSS online. Go to my RSS feed real quick. Sign in, please. Anything analytical going on I need to... Nope, we had an upwards of 13% in views. I mean, list of downloads, so that's good. And it's the first positive I've actually seen. But nothing else has changed. Oh, I guess they're now tracking Amazon Music Podcast, apparently. Okay. That was not an analytical uh, analytic I was actually aware of. Oh, we got some downloads on an iOS and Mac computer. Huh. Cool. You have to get closer to like the Christmas season. I expecting us to the really tank. Granted, we're already kind of tanking as it is. Yay! Everybody, everything switches up for Christmas, though. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay. Whoa! That is not what I want you to do. Do not full screen. Okay. With that, we're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna talk about the first episode of um, two. Uh, I guess we're gonna talk about this is in a, in a casual, in a casual sense. Um, probably won't be. Probably won't be live for too long with that, but we'll do our best to keep you all as entertained. And with that, let's move on to episode 29. I think it's called Emmeth. Would you have it here? Yeah. It's called um, Emmeth. Get that, eh? Emmeth and the, uh, you, with the, um, the small little plot you have here is Anna takes Reseb and his sisters away from Hanagumi while Tamo and June keep fighting them. Mikasa interrupts the battle and goes to back his team. Um, the first note you have here is I don't always watch the op- oh oh okay so you you actually did watch the opening okay 
Yeah, I don't usually watch the opening. I, I do sometimes, but it just it seemed like it was pretty normal. But I noticed in this opening that there was like an I think opening screen where it's like I've been introduced to a lot of the characters finally, but I was like, there's this one I think scene where they show everybody I recognize, and then there's a princess character, and the princess character takes up half the screen. I don't know who she is. You remember? You remember that team uh, from the tournament that I think they talked about, who was like a pro, who was like a favorite along with the X Laws and the uh, and House team. I forgot the name of the team. I think that's where she's from. We haven't seen. We haven't. We haven't. We haven't seen her. She's probably important for something. Then I mean, she. I don't really know. I gotta think she's important for something. Either she's gonna show up dead when we do get back. Yeah. To to with the fight. Every other character is on the same team except for her, and she's the other half. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so she's like, the, she's that team because like I mean the X Laws and it seems like X Laws and Yo and everybody are teamed up, but her. Um. So it it seems like to me she's got to be the other team that we haven't seen, which is kind of funny because they bring up the fact that they're really powerful. They have a uh, that team has a lot of like I think God class spirits, but okay. we haven't seen them. That's what I remember about that one team that we haven't seen. I think that might be her. I don't know. I'm assuming. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, at 350, you bring up the fact that uh, Lower Soul, Jack the Ripper. I find it funny that they use Jack the Ripper because I feel like he was supposed to be... Can I show you a screenshot of what I'm talking about before we move on? Let me... Um, It's at... I'll tell you in a second. Let me. I'm gonna drop a screenshot in Discord for you of this because I just I just was able to call it up just in time. Um, it's at 3:41 in the episode, and if you look, every other character there is on um on on uh, Yo's team. Every single other one is is a friend or ally of him, or their um or their spirit. But then she's in the background, huge, and they don't really explain it at all. And I'm just really curious. Like, well, what? this is an intro. They're not going to explain anything. I, I, I just think that uh, now nah, she looks different than the chick that I thought that was supposed to be another team. But she still could easily still be on that other team, the one that we haven't seen anything of yet. Because so how is how is not present? How is not present at all here? Yes, sir. Uh, but in the opening scene, like, they, they do profiles, like, team profiles of most of the other big teams. Like, they have stills of it, and then they end with this one. And, like, in all the other profiles, I'm not saying it has to be that way. In all the other profiles, they show the team in general. And in this one, the team in general's got her, like, overseeing everything. So I, I wondered if it was a new ally that they haven't introduced yet that was going to be a big deal ally, like, for the team, like a new team member that was going to come in rather than just a major character. I mean, I guess it's possible. I mean, like, like I said, the other team could easily team up with a yo. We just haven't seen any of them yet. Yeah, that's possible. Also, she could just be a dead spirit considering... Wait. No, she doesn't, got, she doesn't have a glow. Never mind, I'll take that back. She's got more of a fade. None of the spirits there really have much of a glow. Oh, I guess they do have a glow. They don't have more of a glow. But she doesn't have a glow at all, though. That's the thing about it. Some of the yeah, spirits kind of glow. I think it's ambiguous. I think she could sort of have a glow. She kind of has a really weird look towards Silva. Maybe she could be one of those observers we haven't seen yet. 
Maybe, yeah. But it's a little mystery. Never in mind. Case. Never mind. I don't know who the heck she is. I just remember. I just saw the chick uh, who I was thinking of. I don't know who the heck she is. Um, it's at that um negative twenty forty eight. There's a there's a team all in orange. That lady that's in the forefront there. I bet that's who you were talking about. I don't even know who the heck that is. Honestly, you know what? I could be considering that we're in a we're like in a, I guess a new arc situation. Maybe that could be one of Yo's suitors, but then again, she seems kind of old. She seems kind of older than him, even to this extreme here. Way for, older for, than him. For, for that to even ex- be a possibility, so I don't know who the heck. Actually, she could be like Mother Earth or something. She could be honest, fa- mother. We don't know anything about her side of the family. We don't, it could be honest, it's mother, but it could also maybe be a Mother Earth. Maybe they like get an oversoul from Mother Earth or something like that. I don't know though. That's that seems kind of a strange. Granted, I know in, in in anime and just fiction in general, Gaia is used is seen as a woman, but I thought well, there'd be more green on her. Kong has been harvesting some really major like spirits, like fire spirits and elementals and things like that. So it would make sense that they got something along those lines. Do you know what I mean? Like a a really big oversoul. Because they've been criticizing their quality, their oversouls a lot lately anyway, so it would be an okay setup for that. That could be the Great Spirit. Yeah. You might have ever said that, but if you did, I agree, kind of agree with that. So maybe that could be the Great Spirit. I mean, the, no one knows what it is. I guess I don't know if the Great Spirit is supposed to look like a mass of spirit energy, but if it were to turn into a human being, that w- I mean, a, human-like, a human-like visage, that, that wouldn't be... An- we don't even see legs on her. She's got a lot of stars all on her. Like her, she has a lot of like, like this is vaguely like Rosalina from Mario Galaxy. Granted, like she looks vastly different to Rosalina, but there's a lot of stars all over her. She's got a lot of star imagery all over her body. Yeah. What's that on her? Is she like, what are those gems she's got on her? Jeez, that's really weird. She's probably got something to do with like the that that little arc that they're doing right now with Yo in the background. She's probably got something to do with that. If I if yeah, she had any, she just, she doesn't seem important enough. Then, like there's stars in the background anyway too, so that makes it feel like they're in her domain somehow. I mean, I guess I just think maybe maybe she has something to do with that little arc that they're doing that is involving Yo and how he met Anna. Oh, I mean, how Yo met Anna. It's possible. Because then she doesn't feel like she fits anywhere else. She looked like she could be a threat if she were to be an enemy. But she doesn't look very enemy-like. That doesn't mean anything. I see. I see enough anime to know that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) It sort of does with them, like... I mean, implied in the picture, it does. Like, she seems nice, and they're all... That seems nice to you? She seems overbearing to me. She seems cocky. I I don't exactly... I've always been wrong with some of those characters. When, 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 like, I mean, I, I, I'd be happy if she was, a, if she was an ally, but like her hand reached out like that, she says, "I'm gonna crush whoever is beneath me." That's what that looks like to me. Are you afraid of powerful woman? No. Why are you afraid of powerful woman? I think that they, I think the phrase you look at is powerful women. I'm sorry that you fear a powerful woman. They're not here to hurt you. 
she just seems arrogant here. Like it just it doesn't she it just doesn't fill me with like positivity. Granted, you're probably the type of person that hated Captain Marvel because she was a girl. No, I love that movie. Actually, I want that. I want that. I want the actress to actually be Samus Aran if there was ever going to be a Metroid movie. <laughs> that actually would be awesome. She's she's actually stated um, interest in doing that. I forgot that you had a thing for blonde woman. This is not going all back to Stardew Valley. We're going to move on. <laughs> actually, speaking of imagery, question for you, since you seem to be so interested in that particular image. There's an image uh, with a guy that I can't even tell who it is. His back is to the is, his back is to us, but he's got this giant sword, and I don't know how he's holding it. Oh, I can see that he's got like a pole staff thing. What? So it looks like he's got an oversoul sword thing, and he got a giant cat in front of him. I didn't even see all that until just now. Is that the cat's original? Is that an Asakura? Okay, never mind. That actually might be an Asakura. I guess other things too. You ever notice all these robot attachments that's happening here? It seems very mechanical. Oh, he's got his oversoul on him. Hi, Jeremy. What? I said hi. Okay, I'm noticing all these things now. I got quite that I had questions about and um. Where is this still that you're looking at? Hold on, wait, so I can't find the. Uh, do do do. Uh, three oh three oh seven. So I can see now it's an oversoul. But it's an oversoul with giant sword. Oh yeah, you're right. And that's just the cat in the background. The cat is not in the background. He's in the foreground. Wait, whatever. Um, He's in the background. I feel like that might be an Asakura. That might have answered all my questions right there. I didn't even consider that to be an Asakura. I think that answers my question right there. <laughs> Sorry. Let's move on here. All these guys seem to be like, like they all seem to got on power up in the intro, and I don't know what that. And then all these people, all these uh, these patch tribe members. That's an interesting little image they got going on there at a uh, three twenty six, where you see them all, uh, in in a circle. I also have to point out too: does Silva does Silva look evil to you in his intro for whatever reason? Like he like there's something else going on there that I don't understand. Yeah. He's taking it very seriously at the very least. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It just seems it seems so odd to me. It depends on who he's looking at though. He might not look real friendly if if the person that is facing the camera is um not his friend. <laughs> you know. But then we got here but then this is also the thing I don't understand. At uh at three thirty there's this image of Yo looking up what looks to be at Silva as he's looking down like he like Silva's ascended to some kind of type of godhood. I understand that he's got some of Hal's blood in him, but I'm just kind of curious. Like, some of the pastime members have been shown to have some loyalty to Hal. It just seems kind of 
I'm actually interested in, in like what's going on there. I, I'm actually very concerned. It, it, looking at all this seems kind of odd to me. Granted, we don't. I don't like. I don't know what all this truly means. If it means anything. Yeah, the, this this circle screen still is just. There's way too much here. I don't know anything about at this point in the anime to be able to talk to it. I don't even know what the like. There's a woman with a giant snake wrapped around her. I don't know why some of these people seem to be using tech. Well, um, that's just normal for the patch track because apparently the patch have made technology quote unquote. This is normal. Including lightsabers. Pretty sure it's possible. I mean, they've made they literally made a watch that can tell your uh, your spirit level. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. But there's like a couple things that what I'm calling a lightsaber is probably an oversoul, like turned into a weapon anyway. But we used to call it a lightsaber. I don't think it'd be. I don't think it'd be incorrect. Well, it, it could turn out to be very heavy, or it could turn out to be light. I don't know what type of saber it is. Maybe it's a heavy saber. I think I just find it kind of weird how like how I mean, especially before this point, how dark Silva's kind of gotten. Well, not dark. Uh more serious and it's kind of been concerning me because i don't know where he because back before when he was helpful he seemed to be so lighthearted and so cheerful you know but now he seemed to kind of like gotten serious and kind of dark mm -hmm. so i don't know like, i feel like there's a weird transition also when we find out that he's also related to how uh, he's also related to how by blood it gets me concerned it's like is silver gonna turn on this what's, what's happening here there's a lot of a lot at stake in this Shaman King battle. I don't know if this is like, I don't know if typical Shaman King duels are this have the life hanging in the balance as much as this one does. Well, maybe not. I guess uh, I guess we can't really talk much about. it. I just thought I'd bring it up since you brought up the uh, other image. Mm -hmm. you, you brought it to my attention, so I just wanted to bring it up again. We start the episode off, and it's episode twenty-nine, Emmeth, and we see that all the three girls that are on Hal's team are now attacking Anna. I had to point out too that her apparently her soul her 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 spirit is Jack the Ripper inside of a Halloween pumpkin thing with two sides. I find it kind of funny. Why do you see that as funny? I mean, most people refer to Jack the Ripper on Halloween anyway, and it seems kind of funny to me that you know he's got a pumpkin head now. Hmm. Though I I don't know I I looked this up before years ago about Jack the Ripper, but all the accounts that I found of him said he didn't exist or. If he did, no one really found him. Really? I thought I thought Jack the Ripper was a real historical character. I'm surprised. But now I can't tell you exactly why I think that. Well, I looked at Jack the Ripper here, and his true identity, according to this, his name is Aaron Komoski. He's a he's a 23 year old Polish man, a Polish barber. Okay. Um. It's a DNA apparently suggested that's who he who he was, but based on what I can see, it, like I mean, so they never caught him, so no one knows if he if he really existed or not. I guess that's why I'm saying that. Right. I don't know if they ever caught him. He's yeah. dead now, but still, I mean, well, he should be dead, but. <laughs> Sounds like good old Father Time caught up with him at least, huh? Yeah, I mean, they said he suddenly stopped killing. I just like I thought it was kind of interesting to use Jack the Ripper here. I mean, granted, they've used a lot of like uh, they use Faust, Grand Loud. They use a little bit of everything. Isn't who's the little bit? girl? Who's the little girl spirit? Who's the one inside the doll? Or did she name him? 
Yeah, I have most of the names in the notes. Western Gunman doll. Hmm. That was an actual name. That's what she called it. I guess I, I mean I guess she didn't even seem all that deep the other way. I mean she was apparently just a girl who liked being alone and playing video games, which is like I was like I was kind of concerned about that. I was like, oh dear, what are they doing with this one? The doll lady like reminded me kind of of um, the blood lady from the blood girl from uh, My Hero Academia. What's her name? The little blonde blood girl that like steals your blood and is kind of crazy. Emiko Toka. Is it Toka? Yeah. I got the same like the same vibe from the two of them. Yeah, I, I mean, I get. I don't know. Kimiko seems a little bit crazier. Also, we, we also learn. I guess the other girl with the with the night spirit. We found out. I guess what her medium was, and it was smoke. I thought it was actually really clever. It was super clever. It's a nice way to make her look like kind of a villain too, because she's always smoking. It actually, kind of gives her a reason to smoke. So it isn't just a part of her design. That's the only good reason I've ever heard to smoke. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it, Jock. Just saying. Well, they're all uh, they're all dealing with their uh, uh, Anna's two friends, June and Tomo, are dealing with the three girls from Howl's team while Anna goes off to get her uh, get her future husband. Which that comes back later on in the same episode, which I find I guess like okay, they're gonna deal with that now. Didn't think they were gonna need to deal with that, but I'm guessing that needs that's something story relevant. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess we're here. They're all gonna I guess take these uh, girls down, but we all learned that they uh, Tomo and June are no match for them, which is kind of sad. I was actually kind of rooting for them. Collect- yeah, I was rooting for them too. It's interesting how powerful Anna's being set up as being though, like totally. At least on a power level, totally worthy of, of Yo. You know, it's also interesting how they set up these two episodes. This one and the next one are really good companion episodes to review anyway. Because the, um... This episode, you really get the merits of Anna, like, and how powerful she is and how she's really worth her salt. You can kind of, like, dismiss the idea that she's just going to be one of those throwaway female characters in the anime. Like how wives in anime are usually nowhere near as like are strong for a girl but like nowhere near as a contender for males like chi chi for example um but in this like you know and still the males are scared of them from a social level but in this you can actually see anna's like a very powerful person in her own right and then you see the next episode the setup of she's kind of disgusted with yo you know what i mean when he goes to see his new wife and he's like i can't believe it's this moron you know and then you kind of like it's going to be it sets up a really interesting little story between this one and the next one to wonder how she got from the loyalty and dedication that she's got in this episode like 100 percent committed to him you know to um coming from the uh very very different and weaker standpoint that you know, not weaker but just very contrary standpoint that she had in the other episode well, I mean, I guess on the, on the point of her 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 ability, her furry, I guess her spiritual power being set up. I mean, she's the only one. I guess she's only she's the only apprentice that she was ever trained that actually had spiritual energy. Based on what the way they made it sound, most of the time they don't have any spiritual power when they take in these these orphan girls. Which, I guess another thing too is like bring that up. She, I think Anna is also been confirmed to be an orphan. 
Cause they only they only ever take in orphan girls anyway when they when they're training them for that thing. Makes it easier for people not to miss them. But for Anna, for whatever reason, I guess had spiritual power they weren't expecting her to have. Which I guess it makes sense why she was able to take on she was able to bind Hal's spirits. It also explains why Hal has interest in her because I guess he can see how how powerful she is. Yeah. So his interest, his passive interest in her is also very uh, good too, and I guess it also explains why she could slap him and get away with it. <laughs> I think it's about the episode. Hmm? Definitely bold. Yeah, uh, let's see, back to your notes here. Tell me if you're a Cupid Oversaw. Yeah, it was really weird it was a Cupid Oversaw. Well, a gun. Spirit gun. Well, only if you only watched Yu Yu Hakusho, you would have put in a Yu Yu Hakusho reference. Dang it, that was a missed opportunity. Um, I guess we get back to, I guess we can talk about the the little kids around the MF doll. We actually learn, well, not the MF doll, but the uh, MF Golem thing. We actually get to learn. We get to learn a little bit about this. And I'm not sure if you even brought this up the last time we were reviewing this episode, but mm-hmm. you kind of hit. I don't know how you did this. I mean, it was accidental. But at the same time, you hit this one on the head. Um, for guys people don't know, Jock brought up, uh, well, he's an English major, so he does a lot of research on his own anyway, and he knows a lot more about certain stories that kind of come up in history. He somehow pulled this story out of thin air, mind you. Well, not thin air, but like he found this somehow deep and buried in the internet. That was a very specific Jewish story involving a golem with the name Emif. I think I'm gonna let you take over from here because I think you know a little bit more about this anyway, and you could probably retell the story. Me? Why are you ambushing me? Well, I'm ambushing you. You don't want to brought it up. <laughs> I brought it up three weeks ago. I don't remember. I already told you. I don't remember a ton about what I looked up. You take it. I just thought it was weird considering that it looks like also. I guess speaking of power scaling, um, the kid's father has also kind of been brought up to be. Well, Anna says this like he was a genius. It seems like a big deal in this world to be able to make a golem. Like, it seems like a really big deal to make one. It's definitely a lost technology of some sort, and they mention that often, that it's like a lost art. Um, I got the impression that, like, just all the golems that you get. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, like, if you have a golem, that's great, but there's not. You get the lost technology, and the remnants are just the leftover golems, but nobody can make them anymore. That's the impression I got from it. That like you have a golem, like those are a lost technology. I'm pretty sure lost in this sense is probably like there are not many people who are able to learn or read whatever manuscript it is that you need to be able to make one. Because how big that thing is, it probably took their father a while, which is probably why he was killed anyway. We also learned that their father was killed. Also, the little boy, I think his name was Saram, Saram, his sister. Apparently went out one day looking for their father and came, well, was found um, emotionless. And apparently this little kid attributes that to Hal. I don't know where he got to from Hal from there, because I don't think they even even mentioned Hal was responsible for that. Or did they? Well, I'm I'm watching it right now, but I don't know if they mentioned that Hal was responsible for their father's death. Also, another thing, too, is like, where was their mother? Did she die giving birth or something? Didn't they mention that that she was she was gone? They t- they actually did say what happened to the mother. I just can't remember. They uh, 
They don't remember. Oh no, that doesn't say. It. They just say they don't vaguely say they don't remember their mom. So if their mother has some additional story to this, like it's not. Oh, he doesn't know who killed their father either. Okay, so never mind. He's looking for him. He's looking for the killer. He doesn't know who killed their their father. So being this them being in this fight is kind of ironic. Well, not ironic, kind of like uh, coincidental. Because it could have been how that killed the father, but no one knows. Let's just assume it was how. I mean, it's best to safe to assume that it was how, but I don't. I mean, it could be somebody else entirely at this point. Have you seen? Um, speaking of the Gollum thing, have you seen uh, the movie uh, Laputa? Castle in the Sky. Miyazaki. How's Moving Castle? Nope. Wait, or oh, you just you talking about how you talking about like the castle in the sky? No, I haven't. And I'm looking right now to see if I even have the movie, and I can confirm that I do not have the movie over here. The idea of Gollum's being a lost art is interesting because there's Gollum's and uh, Laputa Castle in the Sky too that really evoke that to me. That like they were like Gollum's that were just kind of left over from an ancient technology and like. Nobody even knows what they're made out of. Like, they're made out of this stuff, and they're like, it's not metal, and it's more like ceramic, but it's not really ceramic either. And they're they're just amazed at the material the golems are made out of, and the golems are freaky strong and um, protectors and things like that. And it's just it's interesting, because if you do watch it, you'll be thinking about the golem mythos in general from that, too, that, like, these... How it must be seen in the Japanese culture as sort of a a lost technology or a lost art or something like that must be possibly a recurrent theme um, throughout. Well, I mean, in the episode here, when they're talking about Anna's asking them about, like, about their father or, like, why they're here, they bring up their father who was traveling the world trying to end conflict and revive a lost art. So the kids were definitely aware that their father... And also, I was, try- I was trying to gauge if they knew that their father was a shaman or not, but I think they did know. Like the shaman thing wasn't new to them. Mm-hmm. Also, for a golem that's made out of ceramic or whatever this thing is made of, it looks very metallic. <laughs> well, yeah, it could. Um, it didn't have to be. <coughs> that specific detail didn't have to be one of the big ones, but like I just thought it was interesting that they had this. The idea that they didn't know what it was made out of, and in that series, was just like another nod to how little they knew about the lost art. You know, that was more what I was pointing out with that. That they. Yeah, no, I I know. I'm just saying that. I just want. I was just kind of describing what they have here, like what what's here in front of me right now. When we're thinking of shamanism too, like um, the brother in Full Metal Alchemist might even be considered kind of a golem, you know, like a spirit put into a mechanical body. I guess I mean, but Edward was more of a free will spirit. He was a living person put into there. I mean, it depends on what you mean, but what in, in that series, what that go- what term Gollum can mean. Are you saying he was more of an android? I don't know what he was. Would he be an android or a cyborg? <laughs> Dang it, Chuck. But um. Would he? Also, I guess what the, the, like the little kid doesn't know what operates this thing. He brings the fact that he doesn't know how to operate it, but it usually follows them anyway. I'm starting to wonder if maybe somehow his sister is controlling that thing and he just doesn't know it yet. It would make the most sense. 
Or is he haunted? Would would the army be considered haunted? Why 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 are you trying to go back to Film Alchemist? We're not revealing Film Alchemist here. <laughs> <laughs> if you think it's haunted, all right, he's an anim or he's a cyborg or an android. Please leave it in the comments or tweet us. I'd love to know uh, what you guys think. Especially if you agree with me, make sure you say uh, he was right. Hashtag he was right on Twitter. Dang it, Chuck. I guess like, but now we're going to be going past this like Gollum thing because they don't. I mean, I was just more impressed at how much I guess it seemed similar to the thing you you brought up, and it was not like you, you called this like you knew it was happening. It's just like kind of interesting you brought that whole like a uh, myth story up and how similar it was to like what they are pulling from. You know, like this show is pulling from everything they can. If, if there's an interesting uh, interesting story to be told, they're going to use whatever they can. Yeah. That gun's gonna be important for something because they keep bringing up how powerful it's supposed to be. It's either, it's either gonna be that or they're setting it up to get destroyed. It's probably gonna get destroyed, but I mean, they bring the fact that this golem could do something more that, that they weren't aware of. So I feel mm -hmm. like Hal was not that concerned with it. Because I mean, he was that concerned with it, he wouldn't went after his own, he would have went after himself. Uh. Dang it, why did I see down here? Power uses older instinct. Well, he had to slip in another anime reference in here somewhere. We'll see if he can go two for two. Did he slip another one in that same sentence? No, he did not. I'm disappointed. Um, He's exactly using Ultra instinct. Master Roshi style. Why, Jock? Why? The Tournament of Power. Pyron is the new... Can we just admit that Pyron is Master Roshi? He's an old man who th everybody thinks he's a pervert. He gets in awkward situations with girls that are way too young for him. And he can't be that old, because I think he probably is 40 or something like that. He's too old for the little 14-year-old or 12 or whatever 8-year-old girls that he's hanging out with in that scene. And he is someone that's being constantly accused of, of being a pervy old man that's far too old for the rest of the gang. And can is extremely experienced and seemingly wise, and uses his ability to predict the movements of other people to beat an otherwise stronger opponent. You can. I agree that you agree with that. I'm going to move on. <laughs> They wanted to throw you off the scent, so they they took. They were like, "Well, we can't call him Roshi. What can we call him?" And they're like, "Well, we're not original enough to think of our own name, so let's just make it sound like Pycon." So they called him Pyron. He's completely just ruined everything. I don't know what else I could talk about with this episode. I mean, uh, Yo's father definitely, like, whatever reason, is constantly in movement and cannot be destroyed or beaten, which is crazy. Thought a man would not put on a full suit of clothing, which is also even more weird. A little Roshi-like. Roshi's always wearing clothes, though. What are you talking about? Except when he's pooping on Bulma. Oh, no, that was right. Bulma was pooping on him. But the rain just kind of went, went up. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm talking about in Dragon Ball. Remember that when he goes to spy on her? 
with the shrinking gun or whatever, the shrinking device. That must have been hilarious because I don't remember that at all. Oh, it's really disturbing. There's so much in the Dragon Ball series that has no business being in children's like TV. I mean, th that's debatable. I mean, like, I mean, like that. Uh, what kids can watch in Japanese culture is much different than what they can watch over here in the West. Well, what about like when he offers to give Bulma something? I think it was a Dragon Ball. If he can see her panties, so she lifts up her panties, but she didn't realize that she wasn't wearing them because Goku took them off in the night to see if she had balls and where her balls were, and then didn't put them back on. So she ends up showing a 14 year old girl shows an old man her vagina and her ball. Well, the rating just went up again. Thank you, Jot. I'm trying to tell you that there's definitely, even in Japan, that's got to be questionable for something that you would show a kid. I'm also pretty sure that the little kid doesn't know what's actually happening there. They're probably wondering what's happening in there. I'm pretty sure that's one of those things, like, like as, as inappropriate as it, let, let me see what I'm saying. As inappropriate as it is, there's been a lot of stuff, and even in American TV, that these slide in adult jokes. Okay. I think you just don't like to admit when you're wrong. Have you watched, have you not watched Rugrats? In that show, there's a, there's the, the grandfather is watching porn. There are various scenes in that American animated TV show, Nickelodeon, where he's alone. You don't see the TV. You don't even see him. But you, you hear something going on in the background. He's in the room by himself. And they even they, they even verbally name the name of the porn video he's watching, too. I forgot the name of it. It involved in something with Alien. They literally put stuff in there because like they can get away with it because little kids don't know what's happening. Okay. I think that it's a little more overt with Bulma because when she lifts up her skirt, you can see her butt. Again, I think it's just like something dealing with humor. As inappropriate as you see it, as most people probably see it, that's probably something to do with humor. Okay. I don't think anybody really took it that seriously. No one, no one was over there jacking out the bumble with her skirt up. Well, I hope they weren't. Moving you on. Was. Hmm? You know somebody was. I hope not. But uh, speaking of that, uh, um, I guess before we move on from this episode, uh, there's... There's just I, I don't understand. I mean, I guess I understand with the raccoon dog and his balls hanging out, but they uh, Tomo one of our attacks involves expanding ball sacks. Yes. Um. I was really disturbed at this because I didn't expect that to be an attack at all. Really? You didn't see that coming at all. No. You didn't well, see I, I, them fighting with something disgusting and sexual as part of their trope. Part of me was expecting it, the other part was hoping that they weren't going to do it. I know I should have known better. But I was trying to hope. Their whole thing is that they have giant penises. That's all they are. They're nothing without that without penis jokes. Uh, and then they lose the balls. Oh, that's painful to watch. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's painful to watch. Oh, that doesn't get any better. Ah, uh, that's... I'm gonna move on from that. That... Not much here other than, like, Yo's father, like, whapping the floor with these, with these girls, apparently. 
Yeah. It was kind of cool to watch. I mean, he, apparently, whatever, however powerful he truly is, we'll probably won't see him until he's in a fight with Hal. Whenever that is. Cause even, like, Hal's, like, flunky say that, you know, they're too, he's too strong for you to deal with. Which is also very shocking, too. It's like, okay, he can see how powerful he is then. Because that really makes, like, him being Yo's father. Uh, I guess we can move on to episode 30, which is shocker because it's nothing to do with the tournament. Actually, if anything, at present time, we go back in time to when Yo and Anna first met. And we get a little bit of a peek into Yo's pre Shaman King anime personality. Uh, shoot, stop full screening. I find it, I guess, intriguing that we find out that I guess Yo would like to have friends and live a normal life, but because his he doesn't like lying to people, he ends up just flat out telling that he can see spirits, like he can see dead people. They don't even know they're dead. He knows they're dead. They're spirits. Walking around like normal people. Yes, he knows that they're spirits. He's he knows he's been a shaman. He's been a shaman for his entire life. He knows exactly they're dead spirits. I mean dead. Dead people walking around. I was quoting the same thing that you were quoting when you said, I see dead people. The, the next part, I see dead people all the time walking around like normal people. They don't even know they're dead. You might be very happy to warn me you're going to do that kind of thing so I don't end up making a fool of myself. You're like, no, what are you talking about? And before we get to like the flashback, we we come back to the the deal that Yo made with Gene uh, the Maiden. Uh, first, we see Yo like throw away his his uh his like I guess Shaman Oracle, so that way he can't be a part of the tournament anymore. It seems very odd to me. Um, we go from this entire scene from you know them promising to uh bring Rend back at the cost of Yo's participation. Like, everybody seems to be okay with Yo making this decision. Uh, apparently Anna also has a bad feeling in her stomach. I guess it shows like how I guess how, how in sync she is with Yo all the time. I still find it very questionable about like Yo's decision here. I, I don't know what this is leading to. What's questionable about it? It just seems so. I like I, I didn't see any of this coming. Like at this point in the series, I don't know what's happening next, and I'm happy about it. But at the same time, it just I don't get the point of it. You think Yo would still try to fight How, stop him from the Shaman King, regardless of how powerful How is, but maybe it's that impossible. Well, Yo doesn't think that he has a chance right now, anyway. Yeah, but like I thought, if he becomes the Shaman King, the world's over. And Yo also doesn't really let things stick to him, right? He doesn't worry about things or. Yeah, I get that, but I'm just, I'm just sitting here trying to think. It's like they they bring this whole deal that if Hal becomes Shaman King, the world is the world is ended. And he thinks that um, Ren is going to get a big power boost when he comes back. That might give him a better chance. And he knows that his team would lose respect for him if he if he let his ambition to become Shaman King lead to the death of a teammate. 
would say at mid afterwards. No, I get I get all that. I that's all understandable, but I'm just I don't I don't know where this is gonna go because it, they made it seem the tournament's over. But like how supposed to be how's supposed to be the progenitor of the end? So either either and Yo knows more than 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 well, clearly, clearly he knows more than what's clearly happening now, but they made they made such a big deal about how becoming the Shaman King and this is the end of the world. So either how is not gonna be end of the world or two, it's gonna take more than just him becoming Shaman King to end the world. It's probably the more realistic thing. Maybe he's gotta do more to, before he ends the world. Maybe Yo can still stop it. But um, I don't know. It just seems so. I don't know where. I, like, I'm I'm very I'm very confused. I don't know what's happening next. They're they're stopping everything. Episode thirty to do a backstory on how Yo and Anna met. I honestly really could care less. <laughs> I think they're a cute couple and everything like that, but I didn't need, unless, now, maybe this is going to give us more inf inf info into Yo's personality, because we do learn a little bit more about him here as a little kid when he's 10 years old. Um, I, think, I think it's giving us all sorts of background. We're learning not just about Yo, but we're also learning about what made him who he is. We're learning about his family. We're learning a lot of lore of, like, backstory of what's going on not just for him but also for his grandfather and his father and like the power of his family in general and why this family is so respected which bears on how because he's also technically from that family um you're learning about like a lot of different things about the roots of their power the roots of their respect as a family and things like that i think it's fine I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just more interested in this tournament because the name of the freaking show is Shaman King. I thought the entire show was going to revolve around this fight. But clearly not. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out, like, what's the plan here? Because they made it seem like... I'm still stuck on this whole... They made it seem so important that nobody let Hal become Shaman King. Mm -hmm. They made it seem so important. I'm just trying to figure out, like, okay, what's the what's the end goal here? This, is Hal actually not going to bring the end of the world? Is that what's really happening here? Is how really not how's not the end of the world? I don't think Yo is really out of the tournament. I mean, he put down the Oracle, Shaman Oracle. He made a deal to not be in the tournament. I understand that, but I don't think he's really out of it. I think there's going to be a plot twist or something like that where they decide they need him, or he proves he proves himself in some way and they ask him to take it back. I, I seriously doubt he's out of the tournament. I, it doesn't even make sense. I think what they're doing is making a statement about him and who he is that will build him as a character because he put his money where his mouth was, but then they're going to give him the opportunity to take it back and he's going to take it. I hope so. I'm just, kind of, I'm just saying for me, they, the way that little cutscene, not cutscene, that way that little scene played out before we go back in time, they made it seem like the tournament had already ended. It's just the way I was taking it. Like, they made some, like, after he did that, some time had passed and the tournament had ended. It's possible. And I say, like, it, none of it made, it made it seem like Yo was back in the tournament either, so I don't know, like, like I said before, they made it, they made it so important that, you know, how did not become the king. So, may, maybe he did win, but he didn't become the king yet, I'm guessing? I have no idea. 
I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, like, what was the point of, I guess, the tournament if how was just going to win in the first place? They should have just tried attacking him before he got to the tournament palace. Mm -hmm. If near-death experiences make him more powerful, I mean, constantly attacking how and nearly dying should actually help out. I guess in the concept of the, if it gets these Tanuki and the Fox's entire being being based on their balls, uh, I hate that in the past they weren't wearing diapers. So that was character growth, I guess, in, a, in, a, in the oddest sense. That cat guy, I remember seeing him at, at the end of one of the end scenes. I was so confused. Like, is he important for anything? And I found out he's important here. The cat guy? Yeah. He, he, you see him, I think, I think uh, in the same in the episode that how and Rin dies in the ending, the ending song that plays. Like you see him on the train with with Yo there, and I didn't know what he was about. You find out here that apparently he's a very ancient spirit, like at least one thousand centuries old. No, one thousand years old. Never mind. I say that here. Ten centuries. The exact wording from this ten centuries. Where the uh, Ponchi and Kanchi uh, were uh, 400 years. It's crazy that he's that old, but I guess he's just, walking, he's just been wandering about. Does that imply that they get more powerful time? Is that the idea? Yep. The, the, the longer that they've been dead, the more powerful they are. Gotcha. Interesting. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Such a big deal about like when a made tomorrow keeps ascending. Um, I mean, Amaro's been dead for, I forgot for how long, but, uh, for the reason, the wording made it seem like Amin Amaro didn't ascend in his ability to become stronger because he didn't have a shaman, he didn't have a shaman with him, but since Yo's been with him for a while now, Amin Amaro's powers have actually risen. That's, like when, that's what he made such a big deal about Amin Amaro ascending a little bit. Yeah. I think the same thing can be said about Basan too. Is that you know he's he's been dead for so long. Like Basan should technically speaking be of a different level now. But I guess at the same time, like Basan should receive a tremendous boost in power too when Rin comes back to life. And how how long has been how has been doing this for a thousand years too, right? He's been dying coming back. He's been dying coming back for a thousand years. So. If um, by setting up uh, Mantamuna as uh, really, really powerful because he's a thousand years old, you're also really making a statement about house spirit. Because that's a thousand years old too, but it's it's a thousand years. Well, I think old. it's I think it's a lot. I think that ghost has been. I think that guy, that spirit has been. I think he's been dead or longer. Granted, I don't think that spirit can be considered dead because apparently he's supposed to be part of the great spirit. He's just a living portion of the Great Spirit. Is what I think is what he said the Spirit of Fire is. Not the Oversoul, Hal himself. Well, Hal isn't dead, though. No, but his spirit is old. He comes back over and over again for a thousand years. Huh, I guess I never thought about that, actually. I wonder if, like, I mean... But doesn't Hal need a body though? I mean, whatever. I mean, maybe we'll get. Maybe they'll talk about that more. Maybe that's why they bring it up here. Which is interesting that Hal has a thousand, been doing this for a thousand years, and uh, Tama, whatever, has been like, it's exactly ten centuries old. I'm sorry, uh, Matamuna is a uh, ten centuries old. So 
between those two things, it's interesting that they have the exact same age. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to show that something that's 400 years old is nearly as powerful as something that's a thousand years old. And then in this very similar time frame, like they, they revealed that the other character is a thousand years old too, just without directly pointing it out. They're kind of setting up that scale for you. So you see how much power can be gained in 600 years. That's true. I'm actually kind of curious what happened to... They made they made it seem like Matsumuna's fate was actually really gruesome. Maybe we'll learn more about it. Based on what I remember watching, I remember them like saying that I guess something happens to him. Because we don't see Matsumuna in present day. Like, I don't know what happened to him. Well, he was also kind of a wanderer, so he could still be out there. And... I don't know if he's incredibly powerful, despite what he did there. Like, I don't know if he's, like, powerful enough where... And also, he serves the entire family, so any member of the family could be using him. So, for example, Yo's dad, like, we don't know what... We haven't seen his oversoul at all, have we? Yo's father's been using two souls, actually. I don't know what his oversoul is, but we've seen him already. He's already got two guarding spirits already. That's right. Well, anyway, it could be any member of the family could be could be doing that, or he could have been eaten by house spirit at some point. We just don't know. I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't pick Yo to try to meet Amara and to use Matamuna to defeat house, so maybe that's not the case either. I mean, he's, he's supposed to be Yo's guardian spirit for the trip all the way up to where he was meeting Anna, so maybe something happens to him there. Maybe that's where he's staying. I mean, they bring it that he was a wanderer, but he's no longer wandering now. <laughs> Man, he could have also he could have also gotten trapped in that gate to hell thing that they were going to uh, <laughs> they bring up here. Cause he'd been he'd been avoiding it for a while. Then he said, "Well, better time, better, uh, better, uh, no better time than now to go up there and visit." Mm-hmm. Also, the, I guess another thing too, guess spirits. He also bring up another aspect of I guess spirits that I guess I'm surprised they're bringing up this late. Uh, if a spirit, if somebody dies and their spirit gets trapped in the spot long enough, they'll turn into a demon. Yeah, they do kind of just kind of slip that in there, don't they? Just before that, we also see Tomo when she first shows up at the Asakura's the train. Apparently, she's traveling with Yo's father. Where is this? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. It's 1609, I think. Is it? Can we pull back to um, Asarizen then? Who? Asarizen, the Mountain of Fear. You have something, I guess, in, in real life history to talk about there? Yeah, so it's a real place. It's the name of a Buddhist temple and a folk uh, religion pilgrimage center, a destination, the center of um, an, a section of Japan. The uh, It's considered, it's like uh, located near um, an active volcano, and the volcano hasn't erupted in, t- in like 10,000 years, but there's it's still active. Like, there's still a lot of fissions and things like that that release volcanic uh, gases out so it would be an area as described in the anime like it would have a lot of volcanic gases 
and mist and things like that there. But it's also um, believed in Je Japanese mythology to be uh, one of the gates to the underworld. So for Shaman King, you know what I mean, a gate to the underworld, having that connection to uh, death and things like that are pretty good. Um, slight side note is that it also was... Um, the sulfur deposits there were also um, exploited to uh, meet the demand for gunpowder production by the Japanese military. So there's like a little hi history of military stuff going on there as well um, related to gunpowder. So the fact that they have like soul guns and things like that are sort of interesting in that respect. But um, it's just, it's sort of a footnote place, you know what I mean? But it's really interesting that... Uh, you know what I mean? The, the temple that was there was hundreds of years old. Like, it's um, claimed it was founded in 862 AD. So, no, I, I get it. I mean, I guess I didn't really want to listen to it because a lot of times anime, like, Japan is just, like, literally Japan is literally, like, where the characters are being placed. So if anything happens to be, if there's, like, a liberal light place in the anime for like for the most part it exists in real life because that's what they ever that's what they normally do only in various various situations where they'll make a futuristic tokyo where it doesn't really ha exist so there's like there's like all kinds of technology around here it isn't too uncommon that they're using an actual place in tokyo i'm not sure how many places they've been to are actually real but um I mean, that's why i guess that, that, that spot itself in general like, i was wondering about that when i was watching it was like i, I, I didn't look into it because i think it uh, in my mind i was like okay they usually take real life places and put them in anime. It's not uh, it's not unusual. But they're uh, it's uh, also considered the location where people known as Itako, I T A K O, would claim to summon the souls of the dead and deliver messages in their voices. So I mean, it's really really cool location like in Japan um, to have as a place that you know what I mean. You'd have as a like shaman king kind of place. And it's also a hot spring resort for use by pilgrims and tourists, which what? is a pointless... It's also like, there's a river, there's hot springs there because it's near a mountain, near an active volcano. So it's also, uh, pilgrims and tourists can go there and enjoy the hot springs. One of these days I'll go to an onsen. Not this be, year. <laughs> which would be pointless to bring up, except for the fact that, like, is in, um, Yo's, uh, group called the hot springs because they have a hot springs like resort that they bought i think they want to make a, a hot spring i don't think they bought a place yet i think i thought they ran a hot springs resort and that's like kind of a running joke in this that yo's group is like the name of their team is like related to their hot springs resort like it's... I mean, maybe they do i don't really know I, 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 I saw that but i wasn't sure if that was either a joke in saying that they, they own one, or there is a joke that Anna wants to run one and they're going to make one when he becomes king. I I I wasn't able to decipher that. They owned one and that they were like sort of advertising it as part of like. I mean, it would make sense if that was the case. I mean, I don't, like if they were wearing it. So I mean, hey, I don't know. I guess I didn't really understand what it was going on there. So I mean, that would make sense actually. Cool. Oh, sorry, Nightwalker. I really did not see you there until just now. You sang a lot. I apologize for that if you're still there. Isn't the BBEG his twin? Wait, what?
Yeah, SpongeBob was another uh, example of example of, uh, adult jokes. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that because like there, like that one got watered down real quickly. Um, actually, real quick, can we look up split tail cats? Because that's another thing that's common in Japanese mythology. It's usually foxes with nine tails and then cats with two tails is common. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, they're specifically called Nikomata. They're a cat yokai. Um, specifically, I think. What is a yokai specifically? Before I say anything stupid. Uh,. An apparition. Okay. That would make sense. Oh wow, one of the one of the terms that are there you know, ghost you can actually refer to this guy as is the modern. Okay. Oh really? Like they're 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 not actually demons. But like, there's something. They're like they're not normal spirits. I guess is what I'm saying. They're not normal spirits walking around. Which I guess will make sense too, because he isn't like the way he disappears and enters places is not normal. Like most ghosts that, that in that show, he also has been around a long while too. Yeah, I mean, they, he like apparently he can be like like Kappa, Kappa and whatnot. There, they can be uh, can be um. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't really aware of that. But uh, yeah, I was looking at this because I wanted to make sure. But cat, cats with two tails, I think a common thing in the child mythology. I think cats in general are kind of a common thing anyway. Oh wow! Wait, what? See, this something here. At the same time, in Koken Chomoju of the Ka Kamakura period, in the story uh, Kanko Hoen, I'm, I'm I'm butchering everything here. An old cat raised in a villa on a mountain precipice held a secret treasure, a protective sword in its mouth, and ran away. You're That's... looking up Tamaki right now. I'm I'm looking at uh Niko Mata. Nikomana. That's interesting. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they say that, I guess it's a story where was, like a cat was raised in the village and it took a sword and the sword was in his mouth when it ran away. It's kind of interesting that this guy, we got this cat in Shaman King who has a has a um, a pipe in his mouth, but he can use it to cut like a sword. I think there's actually a spot when he uses an oversoul, which by the way, he has his own oversoul too. Interesting. So there's more to this cat than they're letting us know right now. Jesus. Um, let's see here. One of these, they also bring up the fact Nikomata conceals themselves in the mountains. Um, their descriptions of pet cats that grow old, transform, and eat and abduct people. Interesting. Kind of funny that he's actually kind of taking Yo out someplace else. <laughs> okay. I didn't. I didn't mean to. 
the first episode of season one was weren't Yo and How twin Yeah, Yo and How are twins. Sorry, we have a we have a uh we have a chatter in the in the, in the chat right now. I was so lost by looking at looking up the meaning of the name Tamaki that I missed a little bit of it. Sorry. That's no problem. I was trying to make sure I got I wasn't sure you're still there or not. I was answering his questions while he's actually actively asking. Yes. I see here. I'm just trying to look up any more. Oh, and the Mata refers to them having two tails. Yeah, so like I mean this cat I guess this cat might like not just be a random character that he made. He might actually have a purpose. Which wouldn't be out of the ordinary, but like now, like now, I actually kind of got my interest looking at this. But I guess go back to the episode itself. Um, let's see what he's been doing for the last thousand years old, and what he's been up to now. Yeah, actually, Yo's kind of monologuing his brain trying to figure out what this cat's been doing for a while. Because I mean, he was he was gone for a while. I mean, you brought that he was a wandering spirit anyway, but uh. It's kind of cool that he he was wandering for a while and it suddenly appeared again after a while. Huh? Was that a Russian doll thing with like the you know they had the they had the little doll inside of it that you take out? Yeah, that looks like it could have been that. Hello. I'm here. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking to the chatter still. No, 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 no. I was talking to you there. I don't know what the Russian doll thing you're talking about is. Inside the, uh, I guess Yo's grandmother's house, there's like a little doll next to a candle or something like that. It okay. looked like it looked like Red Riding Hood or something like that. Uh, hold up, let me see if I can find the exact I guess time stamp. Usually, is there other Russian mythology there? Because usually the mythology sticks to a theme. Uh, I know it's like at uh at 1536. Sixteen thirty six or fifteen? Fifteen. Yeah, the rusting the rushing nesting doll. I don't know if that's what that is. It probably isn't. What makes me think it's not is that I don't see a lot of other Russian mythology here. It looks exactly like one though. Is there any other Russian symbolism there? Because they, like I said, they they tend to follow themes, so there'd have to be other Russian symbolism there too, and I just don't see it. But it looks exactly like a nesting doll. I mean, Japan made the habit of giving gifts to other countries back when they were trying to like. But there's a there's a Japanese doll that it looks a lot like too. Oh really? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll show you a link. I'll show you a picture of one. Hang on. Or I'll actually just send you a link to the article, and you'll be able to see a little information about it, too. Maybe you could throw it in your stream if you feel like it. But it doesn't look unlike those dolls, too. And it's possible to theorize that, like, a, a version of one of those dolls in the middle would look, could look like that, too. So maybe it just happens to look like a Russian Dance. one. Also like the other. Oh, that's exactly what I was looking at. Do you see what I mean? It looks a lot like that kind of thing. Like a simplified version of that. 
Zenith so. Toys, Collectors, Dolls, Nihon, Nino. Make for lifelong partners to their owners, keeping them safe from harm. And some of them even have a uh, a little simpler look like that from the ones I'm looking at. I just type Japanese doll in Google Image search. Offering a constant connection to the spiritual realm. So it's present. Uh, it's yeah, present. It's, it's presence there is non, is an unnatural then. Then a connection to the spiritual realm kind of cinches it. Like if it if it has like symbology that's related to the spirit realm, then it's got to be that. Huh? And they want to go a step further. They could have <laughs> that doll could also have a spirit of somebody. Who knows? Mm. Apparently, it's connections. Like, so whoever that doll is, it's a, it's, I think it's important to her. Oh shoot! I guess while I'm at it, since I, since I was looking at it, um, just gonna give you the link in chat so you can have a look at that stuff you want. Okay. Um. <clears throat> You go from that scene to we see Tomo who's meeting uh, Yo's grandmother for the very first time. I also find it interesting too. I didn't really bring this up, but like Yo's grandfather and grandmother are living like half a continent or something. Well, not continent, but like they're living pretty far away from each other. <laughs> I don't know if that's important for anything. I'm not sure. It seems like they get along wonderfully. Yeah, it, it seems. I don't know, like why they. Well, I mean, she's running a business and he's running a business. So I guess they can't, you know, be in the same house at the same time all the time. The marriage that strays together stays together, you know. Um, we go from uh, Yo's father bringing Tomo up to the uh, up to the inn to train her for the. Um, we go from them to Yo inside of the uh, inside of a restaurant eating noodles. Uh, and he's talking with he's talking with the cat again. I'm actually kind of curious if if he's if people are seeing that cat or Yo's looking like he's talking to himself. Either way, they're not going to bother him. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a good thing to stay away from all around, you know. <laughs> You're not wrong. Bro. <laughs> uh, sir, who who are you talking to? Oh, it's my friend, the cat. <laughs> you do you, man. I'm gonna stay away from you. Oh, he even has a tiny sword too, so it kind of makes sense that what I read kind of makes sense too. It's like an image. I like it's like I think it's at like a little like maybe seventeen something, but you can see a cat. Man got a fedora. This cat's got a fedora. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, he's not. I guess he's not, he's a very unusual spirit because he just disappears very uniquely, very to anybody else. Because Minamaro will just like fade in the distance. Nigamata like turns into like a yellow tornado and disappears. Yeah. And as Yo is trying to catch him, he ends up meeting Anna, and Anna calls calls him an idiot, like Jock says earlier. She has absolutely no interest in him right now, which is interesting. It's just, he got hit, and I felt like she walks up to him and goes, you're blocking traffic, die. Slaps him in the face, and I just found that moment so relatable to, like, my relationship history. Uh. I just, it just hit home. Like, he got hit, 
and it hit home for me. Okay, I mean, I'm learning. I don't get. I can't. I, I don't. Yo's my guy. Yo's my guy. Like he's he's part of my life now. I live here now. How much is the rent? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But it's just it's where I live now. I will. I forever. Me and Yo are forever bonded by the moment when he went and met his wife. I guess we move on from that point. Nigamata just we uh, <laughs> we um we see Nick you see Nikamata show up at Gil's grandmother's house, apparently being really friendly with his grandmother, so they know each other from some time ago. I don't know what like what their history is. Mm-hmm. Did he say he's a thousand years old or thousands of years old? Hold up. Ten centuries. Happens to a ghost after a thousand years old. Okay, a thousand years. Jeez. Apparently, uh, get, yeah, this is after Yo gets born. I'm, I'm guessing. But no, yeah, this is after Yo because Yo's get. Apparently, Yo's mother is having something going on with her. And apparently, I guess this is where, that's what the cat came up here for. I guess is to purify. Yeah, this is where they made something. They made whatever happens to him seem serious. Well, I don't know what's going on here. It seems like um, whatever he's going to do here, something serious is going to happen to him. Also, this guy's eyes turned from black to yellow so quickly in this in this show. It's like very odd. They show you his eyes all the dang time. Uh, Matamunis? Yeah. I didn't even notice that detail. That's a cool detail. Like anything got serious, his eyes go from black to yellow. It we go see like uh, it's almost like how cats' eyes like, you know, they uh they get they get they, their eyes get closer, like the corneas start like shrinking, but like the top portion like it's like a it's like a slit. Mm-hmm. Like they're focusing, I guess, to, to see something further away. Now yo say like, all girls like that. Like now I can relate to that. <laughs> Are yellow eyes serious? What about earlier? When uh, when he has to prove himself, remember that scene? Did he? Does his eyes go yellow there? Because I'm watching it right now. I'm curious where the. Remember they they challenge him, and he goes, "I guess I gotta prove myself." Then I'm checking there to see if they turn yellow there. If yellow means that he's getting more serious or not. I'm out for you because I don't really know. I thought honestly they were always turning yellow when he was getting serious, but maybe not. I don't know. It just seems really odd that he would have his eyes changing color. On various scenes. It would seem less odd though if he did it as a sign that he was getting serious about stuff. Let me see. I'll let you know when it comes up. I'm watching it now. I guess we're waiting for that confirmation. Uh, the episode's coming to an end here, and then Yoke gets attacked by a blue fish man. It's this is notable because Yoke doesn't know what the heck this is. Uh, he thought it was a he thought it was a spirit, but he comes out finds out it's not. <laughs> This is say that Yo can actually summon sprites too, but he doesn't do that much later on in his life. So he, uh. Obviously, he probably doesn't like the sprite tax anymore. That is a very, like. That, that that demon thing is very. 
it's a unique design of anything I've ever seen in this dang show. Yes. So he, um, when he opens his eyes in that moment, he gets serious. He says, it's, I guess even, I guess everyone's lying, you gotta bury your fangs, and he opens his eyes and they're yellow. So his eyes aren't changing over the course of the episode so much as he's getting serious and it's being reflected in the way he's animated. Because there's a little, a little brief moment at 827 in the episode where he opens his eyes right before he, um, beats up Panchi and Kanchi, and they turn yellow as he looks over at them, and then the next scene is like, they're decimated. Sorry to interrupt you. No, it's no problem, because we're coming to the end of the episode anyway. Um, Yo is running away. Yo is running away from a demon, and uh, Nikomoto comes out and saves him, and stabs the this demon with the Ultra Senjuri Ketsu. Actually, that's more interesting, too, that that book they keep bringing up that Hao has... Well, that how doesn't have you more. I think it's named after that thing. Also, I find it interesting that I thought only humans or shamans could have over souls, but they make a, they make a specific note to know that to say that Nikomata can he has his own over soul. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but they make it really seem like I guess. Based on how powerful a spirit is, maybe you know, a spirit can have his own oversoul. Yeah. But it was a very weird. And also, they had the episode end off with the name of it. I'm guessing that must mean goodbye. Like, Orosorazan Levale. I don't know what that even. Wait. I thought they had translation here. Never mind. What is it? No, I thought they had a translation. I said, never mind. Oh. I remembered it not seeming very important, so I left it. Eh, it's no problem. I mean, it'll probably come in this episode. I mean, I guess that's, that's the end of the, that episode. We'll be talking about part two next week. Uh, wait. The next two parts. Yeah. 31 and 32. Yeah, I just want to make sure that next week is... Yeah, never mind. We were far off from the 27th. Just trying to make sure. <laughs> Sorry about that one. No, so far, no problem at all. But uh, I guess we'll end that off here. We had a good conversation. Um, I guess we'll learn a bit more about like the 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 passive aggressive love that apparently Anna has towards her husband. <laughs> passive aggressive, not aggressive aggressive. I mean, I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make her seem a little bit less mean. But I, I guess you can't really you can't really do that when she keeps telling Yo to die. But she goes. You're blocking the street. Die. You're, sorry, you're blocking traffic. Die. I feel like that's a, a fairly savage way to open up. Hello, husband. Future husband, oh mine. She doesn't seem all that uh, all that happy about being set up to be, have a uh, an arranged marriage. Do you want to hear a joke? Do I have a choice? Why did Yo cross the road? To die? To block traffic and die. Apparently, I got somebody in the, in the chat agreeing with you, like, pretty standard, pretty standard in his shrugs. I hope you know what you've done. <laughs> I hope you're happy with what you did. I've broken the anime. I guess with that, we're going to come back next week for the next two episodes of The Shaman King. I hope you guys enjoyed this, and um, 
look up for this podcast to get released on YouTube and on the RSS stream, you know, where we get your normal podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Jock. Look at Chi Chi. We're going to move on. See you guys later. <laughs>